and we're back with episode three of the Strong Styles podcast. Uh, we had some te- technical, ah, I can't talk already. Technical difficulties <laughs> last week, so we couldn't record. Uh, how you been, Storm? Um, busy, uh, kind of sick. Um, but I had wrestling to make it better, so pretty okay, I would say. And this pretty good, like in the wrestling end. this weekend. Or past oh, two weeks. God. It's been so, so many shows. It's, it's impossible to keep up with everything. How have you been? I'm pretty good. I got, like I said, we had technical difficulties. We we're both sick the day we were supposed to record, so we postponed it. It was a good call. It would, definitely. It would have been a very shitty, <laughs> it would have been a shit show that week. Oh my God. It would be terrible. It would be like no energy or anything. So was your week good? Yeah, it was good. I have worked a bunch of overtime. I got to watch Ice Ribbon. I watched uh, AEW Full Gear. A lot of stuff has been happening. Playing Yakuza 7. Good times. Super busy. All over the place. I like that. What have you been up to, Storm? Um, so like trying to heal exams, university, and when I... You know, didn't do all those things and watch wrestling. I tried to check out GTA Trilogy, which was terrible. That was worse than being sick, not gonna lie. Do not recommend. Waste of time. And I can't believe that they based you, it off of the mobile port. Oh god, they, they ruined it so bad. Like you would think it's improved and in many cases it, it's worse. You know how lazy they were? If you ever play GTA Y City, you have this mission when you're like with Lance Vance and you steal police uniform. So they were so lazy that they upscaled Lance Vance model. But when he is in his police suit, he doesn't get upscaled. He's just normal PS2 mod. Like, <laughs> wow. Did you even check the game? No one went back and checked the code. That's fucked. So bad. Like if if you get really fat as CJ, his body disconnects. What the like, fuck? <laughs> it has like, like a gap. What the hell? That's crazy. Can't uh, terrible. Man, game companies have been dropping the ball lately. Yeah, man. At least you play the good game. You you have nothing to complain about. Not at all. It's turn based now, which is cool. It's a little different. Than the normal beat up style of Yakuza, but they didn't overcomplicate the battle system, so it's cool. It runs smooth. Even though I put my PS4, makes my PS4 sound like a jet engine, but it still runs great. And it does when you turn it on, like, no matter what you do, it sounds like that. Me on the, me on the home screen is still whoosh. Terrible loud, yeah. I really need to try Yakuza 7. I'll probably get into it. In like a month or so, I was like, okay, keep an eye on the to... on the Steam sale. Maybe that'll pop up next week. Oh yeah, that was actually like, was it like Black Friday coming? Yeah, I think I think the sale starts on the twenty fourth for that. I know the PSN store is up right now. Yeah, yeah, I saw like Ubisoft has anniversary, so a lot of their games are super cheap right now. Yeah. Get like, was it the Division two for like four bucks or some shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was something like that. I saw like a lot of nice, nice sales. So 
if you guys want to get some game now, now is a good time. Now is a good time to go game hunting. A lot of good games are on sale actually too, like not just um like newer ones. Like a lot of games that like right now they're still like fifty, sixty bucks. You can get them for like twenty. Yeah, full and games you know what's too. Crazy. So we've been gone for like two, three weeks. And in the meantime, the Forbidden Dwarf opens even in different regions. So we have New Japan and NOAH event for Turn Night of Wrestle Kingdom, which Base I Mudo did not predict. broke that shit down. <laughs> Actually, they were like told to uh, say trash about the other promotion. And Muto was like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I used to work here. Yeah, he 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 respects New Japan. He's like a bridge between the promotions and the scenes. That's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm excited. That's the yeah. was it the third day of Wrestle Kingdom, right? Yeah, on I think it's on eight of January. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Now it opens up the, the potential door for Stardom and TJPW to run together. I would like to see me versus Shuri. Give me that, please. That'd be probably the match they could run. Saki versus Saki. Inception. Saki-ception. Yes. Please give me that. Let's see. Who who could Momo wrestle? Momo. Hmm. Hmm. Momo. I don't know. Like Yuka? This, Yuka, just give her Yuka. Shoko. I, I don't know. Shoko maybe. AZM would be way too fast. Reika and Momo. You know, Ooh. leg work kicks. It'd be a good one. I think that would be the best one. <laughs> right, let's go over uh, today's topics. We have a lot to talk about. We've been gone for a while. Oh, yeah. We have like really long episode, I guess. Yeah, I watched... Two non-Josie matches for you guys that I wanted to talk about. As well as you watched the Dio, didn't you? Yeah, like all seven shows. Everything until the 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 finals. Finals yeah. haven't happened in time of recording. Um, so I pretty much will cover what you should check out in the tournament. And you can you still have time to watch. I think the finals is like in December. So they it's up, all good. Did they upload the VODs yet for everything? Yeah, yeah, everything is like only two or three shows were taped and all of them happened before and the last show was live just this morning. So you have everything to watch. And there's one match for free. So if you want to check out, you can only check out one on YouTube, which was super good. That sounds good. And we also have TJPW Let's Take Bravely to talk about that happened on October 30th. We're going to be talking about that as well as Stardom Kawasaki Wars that took place on November 3rd. It was a very high and highly anticipated show. And we also have as the main event for today Stardom Shining Destiny 2019. I did not write the date for this one. My apologies. But those are the topics we're going to be talking about today. And we'll be right back. All right. I'm going to kick us off with Drew Parker versus Masashi. Is it, is it Masashi? 
or Masahi? I think so. Masashi. I'm not sure. Masashi it Takeda for the GCW Ultraviolet Championship from uh, BJW uh, Halloween from Hell at Shikiba, at Shikiba First Ring that took place on October 25th. 25th. Yep. Uh, this match starts off pretty fucking hot. <laughs> they immediately just beam each other with light tubes. And then Cicada gets a stack, puts him on the floor, and then he just takes a back bump into him. That's when I set up. You know, yeah! That's when I, just, I already knew what I was going to get in for. Uh, Drew starts playing darts fixated. on Cicada's back. What was that? Getting fixated on the light tubes. It's just... It was just like, all right, they're just, they're going. So I re- <laughs> they're not, they're not waiting. They're just getting straight into it. They're not going to make you wait <laughs> for the bumps. They're not going to make you wait for the light tubes. It starts off with like 18 of them. So they oh, give God. me what I want. And then goes into darts. Amazing. Drew Parker starts playing darts on Cicada's back, but we never get to figure out a score. So there's that. There's a bunch of weird light tube contraptions all around the ring, too. Like there's one, there's one that I can only describe as a light tube shelf. It was pretty fucked up. Oh yeah, uh, that must suck to bump on onto like. Does it break your fall or does it even hurt even more? I, I, I I'm pretty know. sure it it slows the momentum, but you're still falling into a bunch of glass. So yeah, so that shit sucks. I don't know if it's worse or better. <laughs> Yeah, Takeda kills Drew with a shotgun dropkick. And then at this point, we're only two minutes in, and they already killed each other twice. Takeda then proceeds to break a tube off in Drew's mouth. Ouch. Yeah, he pulls out a pair of scissors. And you can tell that the blade's not gimmick because you can still see the notches on the blade. Mm-hmm. The side he's using. So that was probably gnarly. He's cutting into his forehead. No chill whatsoever. He does a fucking... Um, Takeda kills him in the corner with something. And then he urinagis him into the like tube shards. Urinagi? Oh, God. Yeah, like, just straight, that, that just hurts. straight urinagi. In the, and it's not even like a corner, corner urinagi that like Joe does. It's straight in the middle of the mm-hmm. ring. He just picks him up and does this shit cans him so on the like, floor. Like Jay White type? Yeah, just straight, just up and down. <laughs> you go up and you go down. Ouch. Ouch. That, that must hurt like hell. Uh, it's, uh, sorry. Takeda tries to like set up something from the top rope. But then uh, Drew grabs his head, pulls it down, and super kicks him. Mm-hmm. And this is where they get to that uh, light tube shelf that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And he just basically, it's not even like a good super kick. It's basically just like a snappy, like, fuck you, sit still. That's how he kicked him. And then he power bombs oh, the shit out of him. <laughs> he power bombs the shit out of him into the light tube contraption. He does, uh, he grabs two light tubes, does a double knee drop from the top. You know that shit sucked. I don't know who that hurts more. The guy doing it or taking it. That probably, probably hurt Drew more. I'm not going to lie. Would you want a bunch of shards of glass in your knee? I mean, my knees are already pretty terrible. So 
I don't know. He follows that up with a coast to coast. Oh, God. Just straight light tubes in the face. He tries to go for the rebound stunner, but uh, Takeda stops him. He hits him with the nastiest snap German I've ever seen. I don't know how they planned this out so good, but when he does the snap German, Drew, the Drew, back of Drew's head hits the, all the light tubes. Oh, he just God. falls on like a full stack of light tubes, just straight on the back of his head. I guess that's an awful luck. Yeah, it was it was fucked. Let's see where was I? German suplex. German suplex. Yeah, he just falls straight in the back of his head, and then he hits a a, a move you don't see a lot. It was actually it was pretty fucking sweet. He hit a full Nelson slam into the shards. That's a move that's pretty rare, but like when you it has that. good force, you know, yeah. onto the slam. So when you see it done, it when you see it done good, it's like, oh yeah, that shit hurts. Oh yeah, especially if it's on on something, you know. Um, they they start going to the outside, and uh, Takeda hits a. Drew's trying to like run on him, or something mm-hmm. onto the floor. Takeda gets out of it and he does the sunset power sunset power bomb. Sunset flip power bomb. Sorry. I can't talk. Um he does that <laughs> through a there's a there's a table on the outside with covered in light tubes. So he hit the fucking shit cans him through that. The table break? Uh I think it just fell over. Uh did the Japanese safe. Yeah. Not surprising. Nope. But uh, Drew gets back up. Uh, he puts uh, Takeda on the table and he cries. Literally, he just grabs a ladder, like a random ass ladder that's there. There's no reason for them to even use a ladder in this match. And he starts climbing up to the top of Shinkiba first ring. He gets so high, he's literally like touching the rafters at this point. He's like up on the scaffolding and he does a swanton from that from that oh, to, the, to the table. I guess it broke after that. It should. It should. Uh, you know, it's like a 50-50 chance if it did or not. I'm not going to lie. These tables are uh, notoriously unbreakable. It's, it's either broken back or broken table at the point with, with the dive. If if it's that high, you know. Oh, God. I'm just glad he hit it. Remember the last time he tried to do that, he busted his ass. Remember? <laughs> oh yeah no. right on the concrete too. Was, there was no padding on that floor it was straight ass to concrete yeah if you're listening to this on Patreon uh, I'll be nice and clip this for you and put put that clip when he fell so you'll have something funny you'll enjoy it so good and they get back in the ring so after he uh, hits the fucking swanton he does another swanton in the, in the ring until you guessed it even more light tubes. Oh, gosh. And light he taps a... And then he's not even done. He then attempts a fucking spiral tap. He misses that, though. Uh, Takeda gets up. He wakes up, and he hits him with, like... He gets... He does the double underhook for the dragon suplex, but he has he has some locked in with light tubes. So he has the double underhooks, but his arms are trapped in between the light tubes. So what then? He dragon suplexes him. 
oh, on the light uh, dudes like that, and that shit looked gnarly. I, I don't know what what was worse. I guess Dragon Suplex. <laughs> and then he's not even done because then he grabs light tubes, knees him in the face with him, and then Drew kicks out at one. You <laughs> <laughs> said fuck you. Spirit. At this I mean, point, if someone gave me a dragon suplex on onto the onto the light tubes. I will also be like angry, and I'll be like, "Fuck you, man!" At this point, I don't even think Takeda Hay even had a plan because, like, they just start bringing out boxes of light tubes. They're not even taking them out at this point. They're just like, "Fuck it, take them to boxes," because that's how many light tubes they've used so far. Mm-hmm. So, literally, Takeda just goes over to the corner, picks up a stack of them, puts them over Drew's face, and just forms the shit out of them. Like just I a mean, straight they probably were like, on the floor, just straight forearm to his face with light tube. And I was like, Jesus Christ, man. I mean, they probably were like, We bought five boxes of light tubes, you're gonna use all five boxes of light tubes, you know. And they said bet. Doesn't matter how many spots, just gonna use all of them. And then I that's not even the finish. So he picks him up. Um, he does a spinning back fist uh tube style. Right into Drew's face. Ouch. And then, uh, and then he's like, he grabs Drew, like the, mm-hmm. you know, like the, uh, the Christian reverse DDT. Mm, yeah. But instead of falling down, he picks him up and he spikes him on his head. So it's like, uh, uh, like, uh, Finn Balor's bloody Sunday. Yeah. Like, but like, he's like, okay. he has them like north south. It's not even like a his body's art, like uh, angle diagonally or anything. It's literally Drew's mm-hmm. north and south. So he, when he goes down, mm-hmm. that's his head. So it's like complete spike bump. Okay. Yeah, he just drops him right on his head. That's not even enough to win. Oh god. He Takeda has to pull out. He Takeda wins with a uh, fisherman backdrop driver, and you know I fucking lost my mind when I saw a fucking backdrop driver. <laughs> you love any driver. Like. I love backdrop drivers. There's there's this because you don't like you see Saidos all the time, but you don't see actual backdrop drivers. You got a point. So yeah, Takeda wins with the fisherman backdrop driver. He's your new GCW Ultraviolet Champion. The third one, actually. That's what, something I found out when I was researching for this match. There's only been three of them. There was Alex so Cologne. was the first the, one? Alex Cologne was the first one. Mm-hmm. And then he lost it to Drew. And then Drew lost it to um, Takeda. And uh, when was that uh, title brought up? How, how old is it? It's not even a year old. It's, it's actually really new. The title is actually really, really new. It's if it wasn't this year, it was last year. And uh, the one thing I did like about this match is even after they just killed each other, there was a show of respect at the end. And um, I mean, that's understandable. Yeah, they just, I, I respect a man that kicked my ass too. Yeah, exactly. So, um, was it two weeks ago we found out that Drew is going back home to Wales? Yeah. And he was already booked for GCW show, so. Yeah, he has to. Um, I'm guessing, from the sound of it, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to wrestle outside Japan. He does. He's just going home, because he hasn't been home for three yeah. years. He's been in uh, 
he's been in BJW for three years, so I guess he just needs a break. So wish all the best to Drew and his safe travels to that man. His last appearance will be on 1210. Or that's when he's going home. I don't know about his last show. And Takeda was recently on excursion with uh, GCW. He was in the Nick yeah. Gage Invitational. But I guess Drew is also going to wrestle more in USA because I saw he was booked for a GCW show. So I don't that, know. That's going to be tight. Uh, my final thoughts for this match. I really liked it. Uh, surprisingly, uh, this is one of the few matches all year that kept my attention the whole way through. Like I didn't, I didn't tab out. I didn't look at my phone. I was literally sitting here watching these two dudes kill each other. Um, even if you don't, it's if you don't like death matches, uh, it's still I'd I'd give it a shot. I know it's rough, but even if you do, if you do, or if you're trying to get into them, this would be a good place to start. Uh, the reason why, even if you don't like them, is it's not like pointless violence where they're just cutting each other the whole time. It's just a bunch of light tube spots. So it's not too bad. They're not like just cutting each other and maiming each other for no reason. They're just Except, uh, the the one spot. Yeah, with the scissors. But we don't talk about that. <laughs> but I do highly recommend this match. Um it was good. It was enough light tube dust in this match to kill a small village. And uh, that was that. Yeah, it was a good fun match. It was uh it ended in sixty minutes and forty seven seconds. So it's not even that long. Takes you less than twenty minutes to watch it. If you got some time, go ahead and check it out. So, what what you, what uh, shows are you going to cover, Stone? So, Drew was also uh, in, in in this show with the first show of the DC tournament in a like a pre match, like in a match like pre show. It was he was with tagging with Chris Brooks versus Mao and Shunma in a hardcore match. There was this funny thing. So Chris sends a photo. No, he was like talking to his mom on WhatsApp. And his mom is like, oh, uh, Drew did good because he wasn't covered with blood after the match. And then he says like a photo, but he got a dart in his mouth. <laughs> this had this had ruined the mom's experience. Yeah. Um, so this show is the first night. Is one of the best shows of the year, honestly. It's, was this the first night of the DL? Uh, what did you say? Was this the first night of the DL? Yeah, yeah, the first night. So it was like in Otaku. It was third uh, of November, so it was like really close to his title match. And this show was four hours long, and it was a fantastic watch, honestly. Like even pre-show stuff you had from eight-man tag team title match to six-man tag team title match and that hardcore match with Brooks and Drew was insanely fun. It was 13 minutes, but god damn it was good. So from first night, I honestly cannot just choose one match to recommend. I, I really recommend all four for you to check out because all four had something really great going. You had Higuchi versus Harashima, which was stiff, super good, really technical. Just it was my match of the night personally, but many people couldn't choose. You had uh, Endo and Hino, which was 
um, like history between them because they were both in damnation. And this started poor Hino's journey. No one wants to shake his hand, which is sad. And you had Ueno versus Kiyama, which was just a fun match. They have a really good chemistry. And main event probably match that everyone talks about is Takeshita versus Okabayashi, which was just what you expect, you know, two strong guys beating the shit out of each other. So like, we're first Big night, meaty man bumping me. Yeah, just lariats full of full of just exchanges, jobs, just great time. So for the first night, I would recommend to check out all of matches because really there is nothing that you should skip and it isn't worth your time. So for the second show, we had it three days later. It was in Yokohama, which was 6th November. Honestly, um, Chris Brooks versus Hiroshima was a really good match. And I would recommend that. And I would also recommend checking out from the show the main event, which was Hino versus Akiyama. You just have a legend and, you know, Hino who is stiff and two of them just really worked well together. It was just full of exchanges and really fun time. It was a smaller show, so, you know, nothing wow like the first night. Then we had in Nigada, which was seventh day later. Um, here you had, honestly, my match of the tournament. That's Takeshita versus Brooks. Really can't go wrong with two of them. They had like a match of the year contender, which was, I think, 26th of September. And this match was just insane. They they have like fantastic chemistry and it was did I go, cannot did they go all stress. out oh god they did it was like nearly 20 minutes and they were like going crazy from exchanges to insane Ooh. spots I love I love matches it's like just, that where it's like this bell to bell and this is go 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 yeah especially after when you have like very emotional match like a long match and then you have a match and they just go you know sprint immediately no 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 lockup, no bullshitting. Immediately running at each other, which is super good. Cannot recommend it enough. That match is like, if you just want to check out one match from the tournament, that will be it, in my opinion. Super good. So for the next night, we had in Shinjuku, which was 10th of November. Um, Takeshita versus Mao was a really interesting match that I recommend checking out because of their chemistry and how they are in the same faction. So it, they have a really good exchanges and just fun moments, you know? It's nothing amazing or like serious, but for the fun that they bring, it's a really good match. Um, then we had uh, Kabayashi versus Brooks, which I recommend because they just work well together. Brooks can sell for Kobayashi and Kobayashi was just stiff while Brooks tried to keep up. It was really, really fun time. Then my match of the night from this show, which is one of the best matches, was uh, Naomi Yoshimura versus Yuki Ueno. So they have like this story. His story is like they were a tag team and 
Yoshimura got injured and Yuena ended up in 37 Kamina. So like Yoshimura here was like kind of an underdog trying to prove that he can still hang with Yuena since he came back from the injury. It was a really, really good match. They worked together because Yoshimura is a big dude. Yuena is a small dude. You know how that how that goes. Yeah, big man. Just bumps like crazy. Yeah, it's just really good. And main event was Akiyama versus Endo. Uh, rematch from the beginning of the year. Great chemistry. Another match that you should check out. Um, Endo really wasn't serious this tournament, so it was like kind of funny. He was just always trying to roll up everyone. <laughs> and it's just it's just funny. You know, it's it's a really fun match. So like from that night I recommend those three. It's just a good good night. Nothing like wow, but still really, really solid. Then we have in Kyoto, which was 13th. Uh Higuchi versus Chris Brooks. Super good match. Like Brooks is on fire in this tournament. Great um, exchanges. Brooks trying to keep up with Higuchi, who is like a powerhouse. And just a really, really solid match that I recommend checking out. And main event. I really love this match. And that was Ueno versus Hino. It had really unique structure. Um, so basically, Ueno was like fighting a bigger dude. And the entire match was focused on chops. You know, just Hino was murdering Ueno. It, it, it kind of felt bad to watch it, you know. At the end of the match, Ueno had like... His chest was blue, you know, like Ooh. red to blue. And Not his mouth purple, was... straight blue? Ugh. Yeah, like purple to blue. Like he was just taking chop and chop and chop and chop. It was just terrible. And his mouth was bloody, I think, like his uh, upper tooth or something. It was a beat down. And like, they just, they started wrestling. And then like, in the halfway in, they were like, fuck this. And just went to chops. It was a really good match and just unique. You know, I really liked it. And I really recommend that. It's one of my favorite matches of the tournament. Then we had on 14th. Oh, this one gets interesting. So you have Chris Brooks versus Mao that you can also find on YouTube. It's it's a um, not traditional match. Uh, they were having a TDT match like Mao rolled the tire over Chris Brooks. Then Chris Brooks gave hip toss to Mao on the tire when like he put a chair onto the tire and then like Kip Dawsante, then I gave him Senton. Then they were wrestling outside. And if you expect funny, interesting matches from DDT, this one is to go with. It was really refreshing. And this is funny, something like different that I've never seen. So they started doing chain wrestling on the apron of the ring. <laughs> they didn't want to wrestle into the ring. So they were like doing chain wrestling on the apron. I don't know why, but Yikes. that's the DT. <laughs> it, was, it was great. There was Takeshita versus Hiroshima the same night, which if, if you've been following the DT, you kind of figure out you have 
current ace versus the previous ace just both fantastic bangs from the beginning to the end just insanely good and then there is main event Okabayashi versus Higuchi if you thought that Ino versus Jueno was tough oh god this match was like entire match was just watching them chop each other giving each other lariats and just you know when they someone some guy hits the other guy in like boxing and then you see like sweat flying that was the entire match just stiff sweat flying all over the place it was super good super stiff definitely in top five matches of the tournament like this one is really really must watch if you really care you know about strong style matches want to see people beat the shit out of each other this this is your match this is something you absolutely love it was like over 20 minutes but super stiff super good really really cannot stress enough and we have today's show we had more of hardcore matches on a pre-show from shunma and toy kojima versus hideki okatani and yuya koroku if you <laughs> yeah, Brooks doesn't like Schumann either, do we? It was it was fun. So it's another I recommend it to you if you want to check out some Legos and Japanese chairs falling apart. I saw Pete this, this, I saw this, him in his face, hit himself in the face with a chair. Oh yeah, that was that was super funny. Um fun match, short, really good build-up. And from Final Light, um I would recommend Again, Okabayashi versus Hiroshima. Really good chemistry between them. It was really good from like technical wrestling to limb work to being super stiff. There was this fucking moment. So Okabayashi is holding Hiroshima like in a, in the submission on his shoulders, and you can see blood dripping from Okabayashi's eye onto his chest as he's holding the submission. It was just such a sick visual, really good match. Um, then we had Takeshita versus Higuchi. If this one was like really short, but I would I recommend watching it just because for the time that they had, it was very fun, really good match. And for the last block match of the tournament, there was Juana versus Endo. They went all out, just two guys that have a fast pace um really good match another recommended if you, if you like fast pace wrestling with with high spots this this was it and really really fantastic way to finish off honestly my tournament of the year like i thought that nothing would be able to top stardom's five-star gp but this tournament was like from the start to finish it was so good so many insane matches and I cannot wait for the finals. If you care about who who won, so I'll give you space of like five seconds here. So you can skip a bit forward to not know who is in finals. So for A block, uh, we have Yukiueno who is facing Takeshita from the B block. And I think that match is just gonna be insane. Like 
I, I cannot be excited more from from this tournament just just the way it was the matches and like couldn't be better really just really so, recommend checking it out so what's waiting for everybody at the end of this tournament if Takeshita wins he's the current champion so where would that leave us I guess he's just gonna challenge someone um maybe more forbidden war stuff Ooh, Ibushi. maybe Kenny Omega no 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 Kenny needs to rest <laughs> tie that man to a bed then Hikari Hikari <laughs> that'd be crazy I mean from me they, they maybe have some beef from Tokyo don't do it do it Akashita. who else could they bring in who, who can come in from Naito Oh, I would love that. <laughs> You'd fantastic. lose your fucking mind. I know you would. Oh my god, I would be. I would. I would have like. I would celebrate it for the next two weeks. Local man does backflip <laughs> from sitting position. Dude, that that would like go crazy. That would be the best thing ever. But I don't know. Like, you know, had a great universal reign, so. I kind of figured they would push him since he lost to Sasaki. So if he wins, it'll be kind of, it'll be cool. But if Takeshita wins, um, um, I'm still cool with that. But it's kind of weird when you have this thing where your challenger faces champion in the finals of the tournament. So like, if he wins, he needs to win again. And it's, you know. Double Jeopardy movie. Are they going to do it? Yeah, like who knows? Uh, do they have um, like any special rules, like the countout rule or like over the top rope, like how Stardom does for the Cinderella? No, like you no, can no, win no. by like not actually beating the person. You know what I mean? How they do it like that? No, 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 no. They don't have that. It's just casual. I'm, I'm, like I'm really straight one on one. The only, the only match that was different was Bruce versus Mal when referee like gave up halfway and was like, "Okay, you, you guys fight outside." <laughs> they, did, they, just, they just didn't want to they they got back into the ring to stop the count and, get, and go outside and it's like all the time so there was like this spot when they were like on the balcony and the ref was like counting 18, 19 and they both ran the last second which kind of wasn't was like 25 count okay <laughs> just taking liberties so they, right now yeah so they get into the ring and they're like about to lock up and they're like fuck this and they both leave the ring and they just continue fighting outside. They didn't double count. They didn't do a double count out. They actually, did they finish it? Like a actual yeah, finish? they had they had an actual finish. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it was just a fun match. So like, if you want to check out something on YouTube, it's on YouTube right now. And if you like funny duty matches, were great. But damn, this tournament just banger from. Top to bottom, like every single card had something going on. Like quality was super consistent, and you had people who were just on fire. If if you noticed, like North one roster was like body gear, it was very bad, but everyone else just really did fantastic job. That's good. And that was you can't really good. Yeah, just once they say cannot. And do anything wrong by watching this tournament. It's just insane. Really good time. Maybe you'll find someone you like. You never know. Don't Absolutely. knock it till you try it. And that was Drew Parker versus Masashi Takeda.
in the entire Dio. And we'll be right back with the second half of the show. All right. Continuing on to my second match. Why don't you guys uh, get a little comfortable, kick your feet up, get your drink of choice, sit back. I'm about to take you guys inside a little time machine all the way back to the year 1996, where Storm wasn't even a thought yet. Yeah. I'm going to take um, you guys to 1996 FMW, Year Instant Station, Hayabusa versus the great Sasuke. This match was at uh, Komazawa Olympic Park Gymnasium. It took place on the 12th of December, no, the 11th of December, 1996. Dates are hard, people. Especially in 96. Yeah. Uh, this the, immediately when this match started off, I thought it was in Bizarro World because the announcer even says Sasuke, and I was immediately thrown off. I thought I thought that was just like a Western thing they did because they fucked up, but apparently that's how you say it? that's how he pronounced it. Maybe they just wanted you know to elongate it because if you say Sasuke, it's not as long. It's like Sasuke, you know, make it epic. I was my whole my whole brain just started spinning. Yeah, trying to figure out which one is what. <laughs> Am I on the right show? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, this match starts off pretty cool. It's different the way it's presented. It's outside, and um, the commentators kind of like are doing like golf style commentary. It's like very quiet, very mellow. They only get progressively louder through the high spots and then they calm back down. It feels like they're, uh, yeah, it's it's really cool the way they did it because it feels like they're matching the tone of the match. The match starts off, they're chain wrestling. No, they're just going at it, uh, pinning each other out. Uh, It does start off like immediately though because as soon as the bell bell rings, Sasuke immediately shoots on Hayabusa. He uh, shoots on him, takes him down with like a leg hook. And then the whole time he has control, he's just trying to lock him into various submissions. Uh, he gets he gets Hayabusa into a bow and arrow. But then like Hayabusa flops out of it, kind of rolls around into a pin attempt. He like flips, lands on his stomach, and then pins him. They get into it like a double, uh, double wrist lock battle. Uh, Hayabusa uh, has top control. He's standing up. Uh, Sasuke's on his back. He does something cool. Like he grabs Sasuke, uh, Hayabusa's head, pulls it down, and like flips him into a pen attempt. That was pretty cool. That was like really, uh, I haven't seen that before. And then this is when the match starts speeding up. They do like a double spinning heel kick clash. Hayabusa uh, starts to regroup on the outside. He gets back in the ring. Sasuke uh, gets him with a leg sweep. Gets a leg sweep takedown. And then he... Uh, from the, it's like an STF position. And then he transitions that into a camel clutch. It's a very technical match. Yeah, very technical. It's uh, There's like a good little bit of detail here, too. Because he gets... Uh, Sasuke has a knee bar on him, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, Ibus is literally right next to the rope. This is something I liked about the match. So instead of just like grabbing the ropes and breaking it, 
till he has his arm up like he's gonna hook the rope, but he stops himself because he's like, "Do I want to like he he's trying to debate with himself like, do I want to fight out or do I want to grab the rope?" It's Could, like a pride thing, you know. It's like yeah. Does it hurt that much to grab the rope? But it's like I don't want to show that I'm not I'm not strong enough to get out of it. It's like you know, it, I think it's, it's it's a cool spot, you know, little yeah. mental debate. Yeah, because it's like it's like yeah, you can easily see he's about to grab it. Like he's not just like oh, like it's not like one of those spots where he's like, come on, just grab the rope. You're right there. No, he's he's gonna grab it, but like he's like contemplating: do I grab it or do I just keep fighting? Eventually, he does grab the rope, breaks it up because Sasuke keeps cranking on it. <laughs> they get to the outside, and uh, Hayabusa hits the tope cone dead man. He does the taker dive on him. They trade Asai and Moonsault, but on Sasuke's attempt, uh, Hayabusa just throws a chair at his face. God. Yeah, this shit can't, like, right in this. this you hear it just smack? Take that. I ain't fucking taking that shit. Uh, Hayabusa then gets back in the ring. They hit a, he hits a slingshot leg drop. Like the, like what Eddie used to do when you do the, like the slingshot uh, senton. Yeah. He did that, but with a leg drop. Where was I? That's where was I like? hard to do. Yeah, cool. it was extremely hard. Uh, Falcon Arrow. Yes, the Falcon Arrow. Mid, uh, yeah, I wrote these in all caps because this is like uh like when you're playing a wrestling game with your friend, you guys just hit like a ton of big moves on each other back to back to back to back. That's what happened here. So he does the leg drop, picks him up. Falcon arrow, Michinoku, <laughs> Michinoku driver. Uh, I forget the number, but I wrote Tiger Driver OG. It's the original Tiger Driver. The sit-out powerbomb version. I forget what number it is. Is it 91? Uh, I think so because ninety eight is like with the uh, underhook. Yeah, it's the spike one, right? Yeah. So a... I like how I like how it goes from Falcon Arrow to Mishinoku, which is like a same move but much worse. There's no, and hook. then it's like Tiger <laughs> Driver, right? Yeah, he's just he's just hitting them like, and these are all back to back. So Falcon Arrow, Mishinoku Driver, Tiger Driver, Fishman Brain Buster. He tops that all off with a beautiful 450, but it only gets him a two. Let's see. Then he falls, and then he falls that up. After he kicks out, he picks him up, hits him with a spinning falcon arrow. Sasuke finally wakes up and drop uh, drop kicks Hayabusa off the top rope after he's trying to uh, go for another move. Uh, this white background makes me get lost in my notes. <laughs> he drop he drop kicks him to the outside. Falls out with a cart uh, cartwheel tope. I don't know what the name of it. It was like um, flying tiger drop or something like that. It was like the official name for it. It's like the handspring cartwheel tope. Uh, okay, I have to check it out. I think I'm not um, sure how it's called. Who's that? The one. I forget his name. Uh, the guy that uh, Hayabusa used to team with a lot in uh, ECW, the one with all the, like the writing on his body. Uh, I know who you're talking about, but like 
I cannot remember his name. Yeah, I can't either. But he did that. I saw it literally it popped up on Twitter randomly. And I was like, oh, I was looking for that move. That, 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 his look is like unique. But name, I cannot remember. Oh, yeah. God. So he did that. He hits the tope. Uh, it's a deadlift bridging German, which I thought, holy shit, <laughs> that's tight. He locks him in. He locks Hayabusa in a abdominal stretch. And then he transitions that into a tiger suplex. And then he starts going off in his own tangent after all that. He does the deadlift German, the abdominal stretch, tiger suplex into a razor's edge. So, first series of moves were like deadly on the head, and the other one were like flex, you know, with the strength. Just take these back bumps. (laughs) (laughs) He does that. Uh, They clash. uh, They both get on top rope and they clash. uh, no, I believe Sasuke is on the top rope and Hayabusa is standing and they trade drop kicks like in midair. They clash. Okay, that, that, that's something I've never seen. It, it's, that's, that's that match, it's, it's a really fun match. It's, it's uh, not to everybody's taste, I would say, because it's pretty slow. It's like it's well paced, but it's not like how today's wrestling is, where it's like high spot, high spot, high spot. Yeah, it's just it's a, going it's from a, them nose telling, you know. Yeah, it's it's a fun match to watch. If you're like, it's it's hard to describe, you know. Like it's hard to describe, like in a way, but it's really fun. I I really enjoyed this one. Uh, I was sitting in spiked by Arana. This is like right on his head. Oh, I remember seeing that. Yeah, it that was nasty so much. It was it was nasty. Superman forearm, basically a fucking uh phenomenal forearm for those of you who are. Familiar with that. Because he does this off of uh, the great Sasuke goes up to the top rope to try to do something and he just you just see uh Hayabusa just run up and just right in the face his forearm. <laughs> just jumps up forearms on the face. And then Hayabusa wins with an avalanche falcon arrow. That must suck to take. Oh god. Oh yeah, it, it looked it looked bad. I, yeah, to, I don't think I've seen anyone doing that. I, no. boy, I think Elgin did it. Yeah, you don't too. see the Avalanche Falcon Arrow. You see superplexes and like uh, DDTs, but never the Falcon Arrow. I admit because the move really sucks to take. Probably yeah. to do too. Yeah, I would assume too, because especially on the top rope, like you had to have your footing down for that, or you're just going to drop them. Yeah, no space for it. Yeah, there's no space for uh, error. After the match, uh, Hayabusa talks to the crowd for a little bit. I don't know what he said. No, speak Japanese. <laughs> but it, it's like he's just, he grabs the mic, talks to the crowd. They're all cheering. Uh, yeah, this match is like really good. It was uh, my final thoughts for it. Were like it's, it's, it was really real paced. The golf style commentary like really added a lot to it. It was a nice touch. I would definitely recommend this match if you got some time. It's always a good time watching Hayabusa go to work. It ended in 19 minutes and 12 seconds. You can easily find this match on YouTube, so you won't have a problem with that. Just type in Hayabusa versus the Great Sasuke, and you'll be able to find it. So that was that. Yeah, that was a match that I just... Literally, I was just watching matches one day, and then that one popped up, and I was like, I got to talk about this. Yeah, understandable. Like, those are big names, and they have a good chemistry together. So, like, if you see them, I guess each other says 
never a bad option to go and watch their matches. It was it was really fucking fun. And then uh, after this next break, we'll come up and we'll talk about the Joshi shows. All right, Storm, let's get into these Joshi shows. We'll start off with... Wait, I was on the wrong phone. I oh. fucked up. We are on TJPW Let's Take Bravely, which took place on the 30th of October. A lot of October shows on this show. Yeah, all October. This one took place at Ryugoku. Not, yeah, at Ryugoku at KFC Hall. Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling. It always makes me laugh, KFC Hall. <laughs> I, wonder, I always wonder how much a three-piece and a biscuit will cost there. Plenty to ask. Oh, we need to just go for a show there just to see that, you know. We'll do research for people. We will definitely. If anything, we will just have to ask Masao or somebody. They'll probably slide over the information. Oh, I forgot to mention. Thanks for reminding me. After the match today, Misao attacked Shunma. And we are getting a match between Misao and Shunma. That'll be dope. And that's on... No, no, December 18th, right? Uh, I think so. Uh, I just, she fucked him up so bad. She took uh, her sign with nails and like hit him in the back and in the face. It was, oh my God. Uh, Has I she ever been the one. Iron Man heavy metalweight champion? I'm not sure that she was. I remember like Maki was. Maki was, Shoko was. Yeah. But uh, Rika was, like... Miyu was. Yeah, I mean, it was. I don't remember if uh, Hyper Misawa. So I need to read this funny line to you from the from the show. Let me find it. It is now reminding me. So after she attacks him, Shulma is like saying, "Are you nuts? You assault someone after a hardcore match? Is that what Hero does?" And Misawa is just yes. <laughs> this deadpan, yes. <laughs> just yes. <laughs> That's what Hero does. Attack someone after a hardcore match. How dare you have a hardcore match? Yeah, exactly. So that's gonna be fun. Oh, it now is. We can, we can continue. Masao is extremely underrated. So match uh, match one on this card. It's uh, now Nakakata versus Moka Miyamoto. Uh, typical opener. Now theme fucking bangs. Uh, Add to. But a fun fact with this match, Mocha has wrestled the second most matches this year in TJPW, only behind me. So she's been a workhorse for them this year. Now has her uh, Legend Zelda boots on. Don't forget the hat. Can't forget the hat. But yeah, there's not much to say. It's now. It's Mocha. You know what you're going to get. Mocha definitely showed some uh, fire in this match more than she normally does. This is, there's a point where uh, she's hung up on the second rope, like uh, 619 style. And then now just kicks her in the fucking head. And you just hear like the oh, loudest, sure. you just hear a loud fucking smack. So yeah, uh, now was a bully. Nothing surprising there. Now hits the stroke. That popped me. Uh, why, why are the most... Like wrestlers, TJPW, like bullies. That's my question. They gotta be. They don't have faces and heels. They have uh, nice girls and bullies. 
it seems like it. It's like idols, you know, they're like, oh, fun dancing. And then they wrestle each other and they want to strangle Shut each other. Shut up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's fun though. Big, big, big contrast. Yeah. Surprising. Yeah, she, she hits the stroke. Uh, Mocha retaliates with the leg lariat, which is awesome. I love leg lariats. You don't see a lot of them. Um, now wins with a Shining Wizard uh, backpack stunner combo in 7 minutes and 49 seconds. Next match was a tag match. It was Hyper Marcel and Maho, Maho Kiryu, or Mahiro Kiryu, and versus Arisu Endu. Endu. Endo. Yeah, we're here confusing, getting names crisscrossed. <laughs> Arisu Endo and Suzume. I'm 95% sure that Mahiro is just stoked not to be assaulted by Rika tonight. Mm. Masao has a plus 10 speech. Uh, Suzume flex oh. on Masao after hitting her with the springboard bulldog. Like she does the the Jericho. Oh, God. <laughs> the Jericho flex. That's it. That made I mean, me laugh. That's not, that's not fair. She has wings. She has help. Masao wins with the final cut in 8 minutes and 35 seconds. She pinned Endo, by the way. Okay. Got to protect That's Susan. Yes. Uh, next up is Noroka Tenma and Shoku Nakajima versus Palm Harajuku and Yukikami Fuku. Palm is a pumpkin. Moving on. <laughs> All you need to know. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I wrote more actually. I wrote banger alert in all caps for Shoko with uh, two fire emojis. Okay, understand. Uh, <laughs> this this cracked me up because Nodoka and Shoko come out like two drunk best friends, like they're hanging onto mm-hmm. each other, like swaying back and forth. I can. Uh, uh, that's that's honestly just Shoko. Shoko always moves like that when she enters. Yeah, it's just funny. Uh, oh yeah, as the, as the music hit, uh, you know, I do like the wide shot. Mm-hmm. You can you can see Yuki and uh, Palm like mocking the way she runs, but she holds her hat and she does like the sideways shuffle. Oh yeah, they're, like they're doing that as their music hits in the ring. <laughs> I love the wide shots because you always see like someone dancing or doing something. It's always great. Like today when I was telling you about uh, when I watched the Ten Man from yesterday, was it yesterday, right? Or the day before, mm. whatever that show was, Saturday. 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 Yeah, and uh, uh, Rika laid down to stretch on the apron as Maki mm-hmm. was coming out. So as the as Maki's going around the ring, it looks like Rika's asleep on the apron. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw a photo of her like sitting on the apron. It's I think she posted it. Yeah, she was sitting on the apron during uh, Hikari's entrance. Oh yeah, no sleeping when when the goat enters. Understandable. Nope. It was either her or Shoko's, but um, where was I? Hate this white background. Uh, yeah, they bully Palm in this match. <laughs> Palm has a pumpkin Why? cape on, right? So they rip it off and they start stomping it, stomping it out. So much for the Halloween fest, I guess. And then uh, Nodoka and Shoko formed the, the fucking Tiger Zord. Shoko gets on her shoulders. Oh, God. And they're towering that over Palm. She's on the floor. She has her bucket of candy. And she manages to stop the assault. 
by offering Nodoka her all of her candy. So uh, Nodoka drops uh, Shoko and this starts uh, taking the candy. Oh yeah, uh, Shoko was like, "Did you take the candy?" And Nodoka's like, "No, while while holding the candy." <laughs> no, I didn't. No, uh, Nodoka doesn't drop her actually. Yeah, uh, Kamifuku like walks walks by on the apron, just pie faces Shoko off. This hand the face shoves her off. Let's see. So, Megazord's weakness are candies. Yeah, he has, more a, you know. he has a big sweet tooth. Nodoka's too busy to eating candy to tag in. Kamiu throws a loud chop on Shoko. They continue to isolate Shoko by giving Nodoka more candy. It's funny how they did it because I think Kamiu's Kami is legal at the time. So, Mm-hmm. Palm walks all the way to the end of the ring on on the apron and just starts mm-hmm. throwing candy towards the entrance to get Nodoka <laughs> to walk back that way. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Palm had a giant uh, lollipop in her entrance, and she they're gonna hit Shoko with it, <laughs> but she ends up getting brained with it on accident. Oh no! Not the lollipop. Uh, Nodoka has. Here's Palm. In like the in the uh, Simone drop position, but she she wasn't gonna fall, so Shoko drop kicks uh, Nodoka, okay. <laughs> making her do it. So much for the <laughs> so much for the help. Yeah, Shoko drop kicks Nodoka to make her do the uh, Simone drop, and then Shoko wins with the bridging Northern Light suplex. In eleven minutes and forty five seconds. Shoko is like, uh, you know, you know, like that mother in the house. Do I need to do everything in this damn house, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I got to do everything in this job. fucking house? Yeah, exactly. That's the older job. Next match is Raku, Rika Tatsumi, and Yuki Arai versus Haruna Neko, Marika Kobashi, and Yuki Aino. Oh yeah, I reached in my drawer to pull out a lighter to wave to Rika's thing. Of course, <laughs> I love this How new can aggressive. You, not do that? <laughs> you have to. I love this new aggressive side of her. Is there any answer? Or no, you just I being like this. She's probably just tired of losing, dude. I mean, she wasn't losing that much. I mean, her title reign got cut short, but that's a different story. I just want to know, like, we need answers. It's it's, it's, it's killing me, you know, every single time. We'll find you out if smiling. Miyu wins the international belt. Maybe. Oh. Maybe there'll be a little I mean, uh, subtlety there. Like how when she challenged Rika right after she won. I mean, you that, that will be the only thing that'll, that'll make you feel better when it happens. I just, I don't know. It's weird because, like, it's really hit or miss with Joshi. Like, they either have really long reigns or they have, like, really short reigns. There's no, like, middle ground. Oh, yeah. That, that's just... I mean, if it works, it works. It's like if they're champion, they're champion for 300 days or, like, 54. Yeah, no, no choice. There's no in between. Yeah. So, uh... Oh, you assume me express all caps here. You know what the fuck it is. I forgot I wrote this down. For every fool that falls by Raku's hands, her dress gets a new ruffle. <laughs> Don't worry. It seems, it seems, it seems like... Yeah, it's, her dress keeps getting bigger and bigger. Longer. 
Yeah, it's like bigger or longer every single time. She absorbs the next time, souls of her enemies. Next time she jumps, you know, from the second rope, it's going to take her like four seconds to touch the floor. She gonna, she, it's going to be dragging at a certain point. It's going to look like a wedding dress. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I popped huge. Rika actually wins with the twist of fate for once. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. I threw up the double C's and everything. Uh, oh yeah, Rika then challenges Yuki Rai to a match at the Kurikan Hall show. That that sounds great. Uh, Yuki accepts, and then Rika slaps her. It's on. Of course, of course, Rika being a bully, big bully. Next up is the main event of the show. It's one two million Maki Ito and Miyu Yamashita, along with Miyu Watanabe. Is it, is it Watanabe or Watanabe? Uh, I think it's Watanabe. I'm, yeah, I'm Watanabe. Sure. Miyu is Watanabe. Momo is Watanabe. Yeah, I guess. No, no, no. Miyu is Watanabe. Momo is Watanabe. I hate I this think... shit. <laughs> I'm always going to get these two, like the, the pronunciations they use confused because they do it different. Let's just go with the names. It yeah. works better that way. Miyu. Where my motherfucking okay, gang no. at? Okay. And then they're taking on the magical sugar rabbits of Mizuki and Yuka Sakazaki with Hikari Noah. Uh, Shooter shorts Miyu. Already goaded. She ain't dropping that belt. <laughs> We're fucked. We get a glimpse into oh, the no. future. This match starts off with Hikari Noah and Miyu Masha going at it. Can't wait for that. Yeah. Eventually, it's going to come. It has to. The Miyu and Miyu connection is still strong. Uh, this is the fastest giant swing I've ever seen um, Miyu do. She's trying to get... Um, who was it? She's trying to get Mizuki, right? She has like the double mm-hmm. leg hook, but she's hanging on to the ropes and she's screaming at the ref to break it. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, <laughs> uh, damn it, what the fuck? Maki gets in the ring and then like knocks on her head to do the Kokeshi. Mm-hmm. But instead of, uh, and uh, Miyu's on the outside holding Mizuki's hands on the ropes so that way she can't let go. So she gets the, uh, she gets the Kokeshi right mm-hmm. under her gut. Yeah, Miyu drags her out, and she's spinning the fuck out of Mizuki. And oh my god! Dude. Like you've seen like the fast ones, right? This yeah, one is man. Look, looks literally looks like a fucking helicopter propeller. That's how fast she was going. Poor Mizuki. I mean, it's kind of deserved, but still. Yeah, for what happened uh, yesterday, you, how could you? We're still not over that. Uh, you could brainbuster. Always fucking amazing. Always comes out of nowhere too, you know. She comes in, looks pissed, punches someone, and then gives them a brain buster. As it should be. Oh, we get some great tag action too, because uh, Hikari and uh, Miyu get uh, taken out of commission for a little bit. So it's just one to million and Rabbi in the ring. So we get a yeah, glimpse of that match. To, yeah, they need to build up both matches. Yeah. Uh, Hikari and Miyu to start scrapping. Like they do the, the forearm exchanges. Mm-hmm. Miyu, Miyu then hits one of the like her one of the nicest power slams I've ever seen her hit. 
This one they really clean. Nice. Ending was fast and furious. Everybody's trying to scramble, hit their finisher. Uh, Hikari's trying to. The match ends with Hikari trying to hit the Blizzard suplex, but then the time limit hits. Mm-hmm. So that match uh-huh. ends in a draw. We get uh, the post match promos where each of them challenge. I think I believe so, Miyu challenges uh, Hikari first, and it sounds like I can't speak Japanese, but from one like I can infer by body language and the way she was talking, I'm assuming that she wants to test herself against Hikari to see how strong she is. Because one thing I've noticed about Miyu recently is one, she looks in like she she's always been in great shape, but right now she looks super lean. She looks in like she's in the best shape of her life right now. And two is ever since the uh, West Princess 2 with the match against uh, Aja Kong, she's been like, she feels like she has a brand new attitude. Like she looks, she feels more mature. She looks more mature. So I think now they're going to push her, which is going to be awesome to see. Yeah, it was kind of obvious this year they were going to push her at some point. It was going to happen sooner than later. And... Right now, they couldn't have picked a better time because we're coming up, coming up on the 1.4 show and Hikari needs that match. Yes. She is the star in that company right now. Funny little bit too, the way they decided if... Uh, the way uh, <laughs> Magic Rebbe accepted the uh, the title match was it was in a junkin. Oh, yeah. They played paper, rock, scissors to accept the challenge or not in my... Cool. Maki, Maki beat Mizuki, and so they have to they yeah. have to wrestle for the belt now. Okay, that's 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 fair. That's how it should be, you know. And then uh, Maki gets a win back against Miyu by beating her and Jonkin too. Oh God! Got to revenge for uh, Wrestle Princess oh, over there. It did fix everything. It fixed mm-hmm. all, all the this. whole the whole timeline is repaired. Yeah, everything is okay now. Sweet. All right, let's move on to Stardom Kawasaki Wars. This took place at, well, you guessed it, Kawasaki. At the Todoroki Arena on the 11th. No, on the 3rd of November. Sorry. Dates. So the same date as DDT's uh, first night of the Grand Prix. What a coincidence. I love when shows run side by side like that. It's always cool. I don't because it's hard to watch both at the same time. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. I remember watching Wrestle Princess that day. That Wrestle Princess to stardom. Oh man, it's terrible. It's terrible. So gotta, hard. The hardest part is picking which audio to have on. Oh yeah, I I I kind of have one louder and then one quieter, so like I balance them depending on the match. Yeah, and then you just uh, lower one, higher the other when the time comes. Yeah, but it's really hard. So this show starts off with my soccer ride versus Waka Tsukiyama. Um, it's my, it's Waka. You know what you're gonna get. I hope whatever Mojo rubbed off and Yunagi and Mina transfers over to them. They've been uh, both steady, steadily improving over the year. Um, hope that continues to go into 2022. My wins with a sit-out face buster suplex in 6 minutes and 23 seconds. Then a mysterious Yunaki-shaped figure shows up and attacks them both. 
that that's still confusing. I still don't know what to say yeah. about that. Um, there's been a lot a lot of speculation. Some people have said it's Yunagi. People have said uh, it's it could be uh, Mirai Mayumi, the recently departed from uh, TJPW. Uh, I honestly thought maybe it could be um, what's her name, uh, Maria from Marvelous. Someone said they figured out by the something. I didn't bother to check. Like someone said, they already figured it out. And... Did they say who it was? Do you remember? No, no, no. They just didn't want to say. It. They just said they knew who it was, and that was all the information. Like oh, I know, but it was something, something like probably like the way, the way they walk or something or something yeah, stupid. It's like they need to be really, really into all the Joshi wrestlers to know that. Yeah, like, I can't figure that out. Next match was the future of future of Stardom title match: Ruraka defending against Lady C. Lady C looked like a bajillion dollars. She had a new haircut at this show. Can I read the review of the coat then? Go ahead. Let me talk about it. I just punched my mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and read the review. So, I, I, I got to continue the tradition now. So today's review says this uh, rating is 10. Perfect. She only has a year under her belt. And this wrestler is practically a legend. If you bring up stardom, Lady C is one of the first names you will hear. Due to questionable booking decisions, her, rating, her ratings are unjustifiably low. But disregarding the way her win-loss record is, she's perfect. Okay, She can do strikes and holds well. And she can think bumps like Dolph Ziggler is necessary. She's still new, but in her first months, she could easily carry a not-so-good wrestler and make them look amazing and take the L like a boss. That's amazing. Did you also write that? Also, the fact that... Um, maybe. <laughs> Continue, sorry. Also, the fact that people don't realize this tells how good she is to be able to pull this off and still look great kind of boggles my mind. The takeaway from all of this that she's damn entertaining. When she's put on a pre-show opener, you're scratching your head thinking, how can she main event top this like she's that good? Uh, she finally gotten one win under her belt in September 2021. Wonderful day, by the way. So that gets rid of the predictable predictability of her matches. Now there's always a chance she will win. However, I don't think we should base opinions on a wrestler or how many matches they have won. Also, she's been tagging with Vaka and Beloved. I hope this becomes a permanent tag team. Given how well Lady C entertains us, and from a technical wrestling standpoint combined, Lady C is a solid out of 10. I cannot disagree. This man wrote a short story about Lady C. Yes, and that was posted... Um, five days ago. Very uh, well thought out. Definitely. That was your Walker review. Not Walker. Your Lady C review for the week. Yes. I guess when we run out of Lady C reviews, I'm doing Walker reviews. The trend must continue. Yes. Always some review. Let's see. It's actually, uh, it's great to see Walker with the future belt. She's really, you can tell she's really happy she's a champion. It's a fun little five-minute match. Both look great here. 
Raka wins with a top rope splash in 4 minutes and 42 seconds. The next match was a uh, Goddess of Stardom Tag League match. It was a Tag League Block B match. It was a Wedo tie of uh, and Death and Saki Kashima versus Hanan in Rena. Saki wins with the Emperor in 5 minutes and 44 seconds on Hanan. Uh, Hina and Rena, <laughs> Hina and Rena, Hanan and Rena are sisters. Yeah. Uh, but Rina is in Oedo Tai while Hanan is in Stars. And after the match, Rina doesn't stay with her sister. She leaves with Oedo Tai. So there's that. The next match is it was a doozy. It was the three-way match. Mina Shirakawa versus Micah versus Sai Kamatani. Sai and Micah start this match off by disrespecting Mina. They, uh, Mina wants to shake both their hands. She's doing a little dance, and they did. Then they just look at it. They look at her, look at each other, and they shake each other's hands in front of her face. They made a mistake. It's Mina pose time. They both go for. Oh, uh, they go for a double lariat. Mina pose time was funny because uh, Micah wasn't. She was like, "What is going on?" And Saya was completely entertained. <laughs> yeah. She grabs both her wrists. She does a slide. Uh, Micah looks up and down like, why Why am I sexy? She's very confused <laughs> about what's going on. Uh, Saya, on the other hand, immediately does the delicious and does the pose. Super excited. She brainwashed both of them in an instant. That's that's the power of Mina's charisma. Uh, after that, Micah catches Saya's crossbody into a fallaway slam. Awesome. Oh, one thing, one one thing about this match. Uh, at the, earlier this year, as uh, you're probably not surprised, I was watching a Momo match. It was one of Mina's earlier matches in Stardom before she got really good and improved a lot. And her forearms looked like shit. They were the weakest little little eh forearms you've ever seen. It was honestly, it was really fucking cool to see at this show. She was laying them in there, full contact. Yeah, you can hear it, solid. She's enjoying a lot. And then um, Saya interrupts them with a springboard dropkick crossbody, pancha. Saya style. Definitely. They get into a tower of doom. Uh, Mina and not Mina, Micah. And Saya are on the top. Mina then uh, scampers over. Finishes the tower doing power bombs to shit at both of them. She's, she leans on the rope, proud of her work. Uh, she takes out the tower of doom. Uh, Mina then, uh, something really cool she did. Um, she has Micah dazed in the middle of the ring. Hits the ropes and does a rolling soulbot kick to her face. Ooh, that that, it, that, that shit looked tight. Painful. I guess the most random thing would you think that Mina would just pull out a rolling soul bot? No, not at all. It was cool. Because <laughs> it's you hear the thud too, you hear the thunk of Micah's head. Oh god. Poor Micah. <laughs> and then Mina wins by hitting uh Saya with an implant DDT 
in seven minutes and thirty eight seconds. Uh, this match was, cool. the, was really happy. I'm pretty sure he was. This match was like the perfect representation of the strength of Stardust mid card right now. These these three are all fan, very fucking fantastic, and this is just the mid card. None of them are in the main event at the current time. So it shows how uh, how much depth Stardom has in their roster right now. But at the end of the match, Micah tries to help Saya to the back, but Saya uh, rejects it. They're rivals, but they still have respect for each other. Next match was um, a special tag. It was Koguma and Mayu Iwatani versus uh, Himeka and Natsupoi. Himepoi was Stars versus Donna Del Mondo. Uh, <laughs> didn't really write much of this match. I wrote the, the important parts. Himeka Lariato and Himebom. There was like this one insane spot that I already watched like 15 times. So uh, Himeka has Mayu on her shoulders. And Poi uh, was on the corner trying to do a crossbody. And then and she hits, he Ma- reverses it with the poison Rana. Mayu evades the crossbody in the last millisecond. Mm-hmm. It's like no space. And she reverses it into, into, into poison Rana. Yeah, but that was insane. Mm-hmm. Like perfectly timing. Perfect, like doesn't get closer than that. It's not like, oh, she moves and she jumps. It was like Mayu reacts as soon as she jumps, like last millisecond. That was super tight. Mayu's definitely one of the best to ever do it. That spot's one of the best spots I've seen. Like, oh my god, so good. Yeah, that that he made bomb that uh, she hit that was nasty. Yeah, really, really loud. Uh, Mayu gets saved by the bell. Great tag action from two fantastic teams. Match ends in a 15-minute time limit draw. Next up was a match that uh, leads to a lot coming up for stardom. It was the high-speed title match, Starlight Kid defending her championship against Momo Watanabe. There we go. I got it right. <laughs> took, you, took you a second. <laughs> Momo Watanabe. Momo and SLK have captured lightning in a bottle with their promo work. The, there hasn't this feud hasn't been going on for long. There's more just based on history between the two, more than actual build for this. Uh, SLK has thrived since joining Oedotai. This match starts off very fast and loose. The chemistry between these two is insane. I remember when um when I was getting the uh, Starlight Kid music video made, I was getting asked for match recommendations, and I told the person uh. Rev, I told Rev that um, she works with, she works best with uh, Azumi and Momo, and I was <laughs> God damn it, I was right. Fukujin Fukujin gets uh, in the ring, distracts the ref with their newspaper, the Tokyo Sports. Well, they set up a whole chair and the for the was it rice or salt that she threw at her face. Um. It was salt, right? Salt, yeah. Uh, like rice wouldn't do anything. Salt is, yeah, more. So they set they more. set up the whole chair on the ramp and do all that. Um, 
So she throws the salt in her face. Momo beats up Oda Tai after. Then starts uh, salting uh, SLK, rips the eye hole of her mask open. These two don't give a fuck about the count. Uh, this match ends in 11 minutes and 50 seconds and a double count out. But has more buildup. It has definitely a lot more. Uh, SLK being a little shit as she's walking back to the ring to get her title. She kicks Momo on the way back. Um, SLK at this point is already completely unhinged. No respect. Yeah, she does. Not even close. She opens her eye hole as she's posing. It looks like she's doing the dis, uh, the tranquilo. Uh, Koguma comes out and challenges SLK for the high speed belt. SLK says that she's been waiting for her, so that match is going to be really good. Koguma has been on the roll. We also have a continuation of Momo versus SLK. Mm-hmm. That this Basically. this match led to a uh, what we thought was going to be a one for one SLK versus yeah. Momo loser le- a loser joins the other one's faction, but no, it's a faction war. So like much how mm-hmm. SLK lost, how SLK ended up in a Wado tie that same kind of match the five v five last person eliminated has to join the other faction. That's what we're getting there. Uh, you you heard me fantasy book this I. I took it to Two a options. good place. Yeah, I have um the way I have it set up. Oh, I never oh no, I never never actually explained it to you, right? Um I told kinda. you I was going to, but I never did, right? You explained to me one of them. So I'll do it, I'll do it for the people. Maybe maybe they'll enjoy this. So the way I have this match ending, right? Mm-hmm. It's, and, it ends up perfect because it ends up with the, the same two people at the end. Just two different ways. So the way I have this match going is it ends up being Konami versus Azumi at the end of this match. It's not Momo and it's not SLK. Mm-hmm. So they're protected. So the the bad ending. No, no, we'll start off with a good. We'll start off with a good ending. The good ending. Azumi wins. Azumi wins. She beats uh, Konami. Konami rejoins Queen's Quest. Um, they can pull a whole little story with that of how, with the original, originally when Konami left uh, Queen's Quest, she didn't betray them. The only reason why she left was she got drafted to TCS. So we can they can run that storyline of uh, Azumi and Momo trying to regain uh, Konami's friendship. So that protects everybody there. And then that will lead to the uh, eventual power struggle between Tora and SLK over on the Wedetai side. Where um, it can get so bad that they're, they're so at each other's throats that uh, Saki Kashima goes to Mayu for help because she's so desperate she can't think of anybody else to go to. So Mario says, okay, I know what to do. She calls Kigetsu. Kigetsu comes in, scolds, scolds Tora for not being a good leader, and then she scolds Fuki in for telling telling her basically, how the hell do you let this little cut, little shit come in here and start running uh, rampant? 
so we can go into there and have her and SLK have a little, like a one-off, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But the bad ending is where it gets even better. So it ends up, um, this whole thing kind of plays out. Uh, so AZM and Konami are going at it. As soon as Konami gets the Triangle Lancer, Azumi taps. Like, she doesn't crank it. As soon as, as, soon as she locks oh, it in, she taps. So everybody's like, uh, why did she give up so easy? Yeah. So what we get to is they've hatched a plan. All the other factions. Queen's Quest, Stars, uh, everybody except uh, Cosmic Angels, because they're too busy trying to get Lady C right now. Which, no. <laughs> If we're gonna lose Izumi, we need Lady C. So you you can go to hell. So the whole point I have here is the whole feud with Momo and Starlight is Starlight trying to talk shit to Momo about how she's not the leader of Queen's Quest, it's Azumi. But Azumi has history with Wedotai. So what happens here is they pass a plan where Azumi purposely loses. Everybody's in on it. Even um, like all of Odo, all the rest of Odotai is in on it too. That's what I meant to mention. So, Zuma loses. They have much how they did with uh, SLK, where they have her come out in like the, just the Odotai T-shirt, and they push her around and um, have that first match against uh, her former faction. So they do that with Queen's Quest. They uh, Starlight is trying to bully around Izumi, and at the end of the match. Momo gets the mic and basically tells her, like, you know, remember all that shit you were talking about me not being a leader and Izumi being the leader? Well, you were right about one part. Izumi is the leader, but she's not the leader of Queen's Quest. She's your new prime minister. She is the leader of Oedotai. So what happens here is that, um, you know, Tora, that's okay. They're, they're doing that power struggle thing, right? So underneath mm-hmm. their nose... Out of respect for Kagetsu, because remember, I don't know if you were around, but Kagetsu was always trying to get Azumi into Oedotai. Yeah, I know that. So, out of respect for Kagetsu, Azumi infiltrates the ranks. Everybody agrees. She's already the leader before she's even joined. So we get Prime Minister Azumi at the top of Oedotai, and then she eventually just disbands the group. Just to keep, uh, just to keep like the spirit of Odota alive, like the not to soil their name any further than what SLK and uh, Tori have been doing with their shenanigans. Hmm. So we that get one's interesting. We get Prime Minister Izumi. Yeah, we were happy with that. Speaking of Izumi, next up, SWA Undisputed Worlds Women's Champion Ship Title Match. As long as long as well as the five star Grand Prix contract con, blah, 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 blah. contract <laughs> contract match. <laughs> Sherry defending both against Azumi. This was cool because uh Sherry uh was it nominated? Yeah, nominated or selected Azumi as her next challenger after beating Saki Kashima at the last show. Azumi braids. Yes, I was waiting for you to say that. (laughs) Azumi braided her hair much how Sherry does for big matches. Oh my god. (laughs) That was... She looked fucking great. Um, 
This is a continuation of Azumi beating Shiri during the five star. Shiri wants to avenge her loss, basically. Shiri kicks ass and Azumi rules. Go watch this match. Uh, Sherry taps out Azumi with a modified stretch muffler in 13 minutes and 22 seconds. That's just submission work. I love this match. It was a good match screen the whole time. Uh, Azumi does a really cool double jump uh, crossbody. She does jumps mm-hmm. on the second rope, jumps on the top top turnbuckle, and then dives. She, one thing I've kind of realized for me about like. Because I we I don't get to see it often, or none of us do really. Is big match Azumi, but when she gets time, yeah. when she gets big matches like this to show show out and you know be Azumi, she's probably one. She's probably the funnest person in Stardom to watch. She's really has a fun style. She's fast, um, really easy to get into as a wrestler. When she gets a chance to be in a bigger match, she she delivers, you know. Yeah, and she's really, really. fast, and uh, nothing she does looks scuffed. Uh, she did yeah. a bunch of like armbar transitions on Sherry, and all of them look clean, and all of them are super fast, super crisp, very snappy. So I really, I really can't wait to see more of a uh, big match Azumi. Also, and uh, she did a recent interview where she talked about how she wants to go to. Mexico and study Lucha more. That would be super dope. Yeah, because she is a high flyer, but it, it's weird. Like, she is the closest thing we have to, like, a pure high flyer in stardom, even though she's probably one of the best technical wrestlers they have at the same time. I mean, you have Saya and Hazumi that that would be... Who else flies it. in stardom? Well... But Mayu Sorry. does the Mayu does a moonsault every once in a while, but does that really or count? Tropic. Yeah. Or the Fox Splash. This is a Fox yeah. Splash too. So Saya, Mayu, Azumi yeah. would be the only ones who die. Yeah, Saya is crazy though. Saya does you know, it just be like a random match and you just hear a gong and then you've done it now. And then she just does the fucking <laughs> take her dive. Yeah, yeah. And then you have uh SLK with the moon salt on your side. Her scuffed ass moon salt. <laughs> her yeah, it it's her standing moon salt is beautiful. She gets incredible height. I don't understand what happens when she gets to the top rope. <laughs> she just falls backwards, and it scares me every time. I mean, she hits it, so it's good. Just don't fall on your head, please. Don't be uh, Hazuki doing a shooting star. Yeah. Please don't. Next match was the one of Wonder of Stardom title match. Tam Nakano defending against Yunagi Sayaka. With the sword. With the sword. I was wondering when I was watching the show, I was like, why am I so excited? Like, because, you know, like you're watching a show and you're, you know, you're just kind of going through the motions watching. Mm-hmm. But as, like as soon as like they started coming out, like I sat up and I was like, "Where does energy come from?" And I realized it's the eagle, it's the eel in Big Match Tam. So I knew I was sword. in. I was I knew I was in for a banger. We got the eel runner coming out with her with their blade to counter um, Tam's halberd. Uh, this match starts off with a Tam and Tam's basically tearing down Yunagi. 
trying to teach her a lesson, basically, like you're not ready yet, kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, they get to the outside. Nagi hits a Blade Runner <laughs> from the apron to the floor. From the apron, yeah. yeah the spikes. The spikes tan right on her face. Jay White, who? Jay White, though. Jay you know, would never. You know, I completely forgot. I was like, okay, I know it's the Blade Runner, but what was the other name for it? I had to look up. I was like, oh, Sister Abigail. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot <laughs> about that movie. Don't worry. Even WWE did. You weren't the only one. From the apron to the outside. Tam, uh, they get to the top rope, like a, like the, um, you're not, you're not going to hit me. I'm going to come up and get you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Tam slaps Yunagi so goddamn hard, she busts her lip open. Ouch. Yeah. This match is uh, very well paced, much like the, uh, the above match, the Hayabusa match. Kind of similar fashion. Tam also, speaking of that match, Tam also hits a Tiger Driver OG. You you love them drivers. Hey man, it's not my fault. They just want to drop each other. I mean, you, uh, you still enjoy it. Inagi, Inagi fights back. She hits her own uh, rope hung sling, uh, sling blade. Blade Runner. She does a uh, modified uh, face buster. It's kind of like a spin out, kind of. Like she hits the ropes, grabs Tam's head, and then like does a 180 into the X Factor, pretty much. Okay. That's creative. And then she does her uh, her weird convoluted finish move thing. It's like a mix of like the uh, Main in Japan, but like Fisherman Hook. Calls it the Taiji Deala, the double underhook face fisherman buster. It's kind of confusing. Yeah, she has like the um, she gets the double underhook of the uh, the leg of the arms, picks you up, and then like crosses your legs and then drops you on your head. Mm-hmm. It's the best way to put it. Yeah. Uh, but that can't keep Tam down. We get a Tam shining wizard, which I pop. Which I pop for. It look it always looks good. She has a she she does it good. She's very she's compact. I think that's what works out for her. Uh, I like how she kind of slides after she hits it. It's yeah, just, she gets so much goddamn momentum on it. She does. She has to she has to give herself room to slide. Yeah. Or so she's just gonna hit the rope. Uh, Tam wins with the uh, modified version of her Twilight Dream, the uh, tiger suplex that she does. Instead of... Um, kind of like what Takeshita does. Yeah, she did the... Um, this one, she did a single underhook. Like the single uh, tiger underhook. And then she did it straight jacket style. She had the other arm uh, the other arm locked in on the straight jacket. And then she mm-hmm. did the suplex. It was a nice embrace between Unagi and Tam at the end of the match. Unagi kind of understands Unagi that she's also, not ready yet. Unagi also improved a lot. Oh, she has not immensely too. Once, like I said in the uh, in the opener, we're like, I hope whatever mojo rubbed off on them because, man, if you were to tell me honestly, if you were to tell me at the beginning of the year that Tam, not Tam, that Unagi and Mina would be two of the most 
uh, entertaining people to watch in stardom, I would have laughed at you. Waka's next, man. Waka's next. We'll see if she does keep <laughs> if she doesn't keep getting dropped on her head. Poor girl. Yeah, that was fucked. <laughs> that who, was who, did the, who did that to her? Oh, wait, I need to, I need to see now. Yeah, who dropped her on um, her head? Uh, find that and I'll continue. But, yeah, wait, but, yeah. Uh, Mina then grabs the mic from Tam, challenges Tam. Mina actually does have really good, valid. Uh, what's the word? She has a valid right to challenge for this because she just beat the, she just pinned the Cinderella tournament winner who had already challenged uh, uh, Tam for the belt. So if she can beat her, why can't she beat Tam? Tam has definitely made both Yunagi and Mina much stronger this year. It's been great. So we'll see where the EO goes from here. We'll see how long Mina's title rank continues for. And we'll get Mina versus Tam for the Wonder of Starting Championship at, I believe it's called Tokyo Super Wars. I believe that's her next big show. I don't know. Stardom names are confusing. <laughs> yeah, it's something, 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 Dream Cinderella, something, something, Super Wars. Wars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Wars. Shining Destiny, Shining. What's the, what's the other one? Shining Destiny, and what was the other show? It was Shining something. Shining Dream something? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Like something like that. Just pick so it, just pick it, was, it was it was Rin who who dropped her. God damn it, Rin. <laughs> you just hear oh, the loud ah and then poor yeah, Waka. Terrible. All right. Next up, your main event. World of, World of Stardom title match. Utami Hai Shishida. Hayat uh, excuse yeah. me. <laughs> Close. Hayashta. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I, I think even I got mad at myself for saying it like that. Yutami Hayashita versus Hazuki. The world's champion. I'm not talking about just in stardom. The entire world's champion versus the returning Hazuki. I, I know she doesn't spell like this anymore, but without my whole notes, I just wrote S, uh, HCK. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, this is the first ever singles match between these two. Um, it's honestly crazy that Tommy's only been wrestling since 2019. I can't. I couldn't believe it, even though I knew I've been there the whole time. It's Doesn't still yeah. When you say it out loud, you're like, wow. She went from just a 19 year old kid to being the world champion and carrying the whole promotion. That's insane. Uh, I, th- I think that her skill is in her hair. You know. As her hair got longer, she got better. We need we need you, Tomboy, back. Also, the red color. I think that was the key. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Where do we start on this one? You tell me has control early on. She's just kind of like uh, using her size advantage against Hazuki. Hazuki starts uh, firing back with the Codebreaker. Uh... Throughout this match, Hazuki's vigorously trying to lock in the uh, rings of Saturn. Multiple times he tries to lock it in during this match. 
Hazuki Hazuki plants Utami with the DDT. Then Utami counters a top rope attempt with a with an elbow. Hazuki somehow lands on her face, taking an air raid crash onto the apron. Literally dies. Yeah, I don't understand how, why you're supposed to like you're you're already gonna take a back bump. Why did why did she rotate? That's the part so, I didn't get. So I think she thought that Utami was gonna continue holding her. And like to the Yutami, floor, like to hold her to keep her safe. Yeah, and then sure. like Utami left her to, like, to also like to give her space to fall how she wants. And yeah, she wasn't ready. Instead of like tucking in, she was like, oh, and then yeah. sideways and like face. Oh god, she wasn't. She didn't uh, lock in her core because no. if if she if she held on, she would have to take her to the floor. But she just wanted to drop her on the apron, basically. Because she didn't slam her, like she didn't fall on top of her. She basically just jumped off and let go. You yeah, Tommy took the bump basically <laughs> during that. Yeah. Yeah. Said it was just lucky with the landing. Yeah, that was unfortunate because Hazuki somehow finds a way to land on her face a lot. Way too much. And then they get back. Utami annihilates the fuck out of Hazuki with a missile dropkick to the face. Uh, rapid forms leads leads to a fiery strike exchange. Hazuki Rana, Hazuki follows it up with a Rana, and then uh, continues that with back to back topes, springboard shotgun dropkick, right, right back to the rings of Saturn. Utami uh, regains control and plants her with an another an air raid crash. This one was snug as fuck. Middle of the ring too. You just hear. Oof. Uh, oh yeah, she does the thing again. The deadlift wheelbarrow German. <sighs> Not on the apron this time though. No, she's like no, no. bong her on the back of the head. This is in the ring. Uh, Hasuki then catches her with a backstabber, a top rope code breaker, which kind of doesn't make sense. You're just hurting yourself you more. Yeah, <laughs> you're taking a bigger bump. Uh, she does hit a very, very, very good sense on. Uh, she hits Utami with a brain buster, which is crazy. I didn't expect that one. Uh, Hazuki can't believe that Utami kicked out. Utami then just tosses her halfway across the ring with a release German. There's a double down. Utami gets up. Lariato times three. Hazuki counters a B, uh, BT bomb attempt into a, a code red, which is sick as fuck. Utami then uh, grabs her and corrals her basically into an inverted torture rack bomb. The um, Basically like a burning hammer style kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Except on like the where they do like the like the face buster style where they kind of rotate you and you land on your face. She follows that up with the with the BT bomb. Utami retains in 25 uh 25 minutes, 24 seconds. This match ruled. Hasuki thanks Utami for the match and her taste at the new stardom main event. Utami then gets Literally the mic. Died. Yeah. Nearly dying in the process. Utami then calls out Micah to settle their score. I think they're at 1-1 right now, right? 
Oh, right. And uh, uh, Himeka challenged uh, Shuri. If, Shuri. If Konami couldn't make it to the event, Himeka came out and laid out her challenge. Yeah. We forgot that. Yeah. Tommy calls out Micah because their first encounter was actually not in stardom. Tommy was the future of stardom champion and they had a match in was it just tap out uh, Taka's promotion where Micah was. And then uh, that's what that was their first encounter there. Mm-hmm. And then Micah this year beat her in the five star. So we're at we're at an impasse here. It's time for Himeka versus Micah. Uh, I wanted that so bad. <laughs> It'll be great. Yeah, I want that so bad, but Konami's back, so we'll have to wait. Still a bad. Yeah. Long live the queen. Final thought, stardom delivers as always. Lots of feuds getting, lots of feuds and rivalries getting advanced during this show. Now, let's kick it over to our retro segment. Not really retro, it's only like a three-year-old show, but still it's old Joshi, old Joshi's fun. When it comes to stardom, it's it's old. It might as well be yeah. ancient. Wrote this on a scroll. <laughs> exactly. So we decided to watch. I will. I watched the whole show. Storm watched the main event with me. Um, stardom Shining Destiny 2019. I didn't write the date down for some reason, but can find it. Uh, Matt, match number one is a uh, Leo Onozaki who unfortunately had to retire early throughout her career. Defeat Tina by a roll-up in four minutes and eight seconds. Really nothing to say here about this match. It's, it's Leo, it's Tina. Sure. Moving on. Next match. This match was hard for me to watch. Six-man tag match, Tokyo Cyber Squad. Oh, no, this no. This is, uh, my bad. Uh, backpedal for a second. <laughs> this one didn't have Hana in it. This is uh, TCS, Bobby Tyler, Death, and Ruaka. Defeat Saki Kashima, Sai Ida, and Zoe Lucas. Death rolls up Sai in six minutes and thirty six minutes and three seconds. Next up was a tag match. The Queen's Quest of Azumi and B Priestley versus Mayu Iwatani and Starlight Kid. Oh, how the times have changed. Oh wow. Oh man, I remember when, I, when this match started. B got streamers. B never gets streamers. What timeline this is, is this? I told you. This is why I told you this is a super old show. I know it, man. If B gets streamers, he knows some shit's gonna happen. Oh, definitely. So yeah, this match, I wrote a little bit for it. Uh SLK and Azumi are moving at the speed of light. Mayu is so smooth. B wins. At this time during this match, uh B Priestley is the world of stardom champion. So B pins SLK with a Japanese Ocean Cyclone Suplex in 8 minutes and 42 seconds. 42 seconds. It's a fun match. Action-packed ending. Check it out. It's only it's under 9 minutes, so you're not, you don't have to invest a lot of time into it. But this next match was the one that was hard for me to watch. Artists starting championships. Tokyo Cyber Squad, Hani Kimura, Jungle Kiona, and Konami versus Tai, Andras Miyagi, Kagetsu, and Natsumure. Tokyo Cyber Squad are defending their belts. The whole squad comes out for this entrance. Uh, Hana taps out Kagetsu with the sickle hold in 17 minutes and 55 seconds. 
Uh, this match kind of made me re- uh, remember how much I love TCS. It was a good time. Jungle, jungle, jungle forever. Rest in peace, Hana. Moving on. Uh, next match. Goddesses of Stardom title match. Queen's Quest, Mamo Watanabe, and Yutami Hayashishida defending their belts against Awado Tai, Hazuki, and Natsuko Tora. Uh, three years have passed. <laughs> three years in the past, I'm still watching Yutami and Hazuki wrestle. Uh, this is the plant. <laughs> Foreshadowing. This is crazy. Uh, this was uh, Yutami Four Belts. You tomboy, this is, was her super rookie year. She had the goddess. She had the goddesses stardom championship, the future championship. Uh, what else was she at the time? The SWA champion. What was the other? Was she the art? No, she wasn't the artist. What was the other belt? She had another belt from another doesn't, promotion. Doesn't matter, real. Yeah, she had four belts. Literally could not see your face. <laughs> she had so much damn gold. This Momo attire brings back memories. This is the attire that she debuted partway through her uh Wonder of Stardom Championship run. It was the the white top with the with the blue leopard shorts. Uh Momo pins Natsuko with the Peach Thunder and 17 minutes and 40 and 14 seconds. Next up. But the whole reason I wanted to watch this fucking show in the first place. It was it's the main event, the one to start a title match. Oriso Shiki defending her championship against Tam Nakano. Finally, finally, Storm. I made it. I, I watched at yes, least eight, I finally I watched eight hours of wrestling to finally get to this goddamn <laughs> this one match. Well, just to get the climax yeah. here at this at this show. Match starts off. Uh, it takes them both at least 20 seconds to leave their corners. They're kind of just like, they don't move. Like, it's not like a stare down or anything. They just, they're just sitting in their corners waiting at the beginning. Filling each other out. Uh, none of them, neither of them are willing to overcommit to an engagement at first. Arissa uh-huh. uh, is uh, harassing Tam with cap kicks, eventually dropping her. Dropped her to one knee after uh, kicking her. This, this, the beginning of this match is kind of like very shooty. I don't know if you noticed you when you watched it. Yeah, it wasn't smooth. Wasn't it was like, kind of like, um, like they're kind of trying to do like MMA in a way. Yeah, like, like, like the time wasn't ready for the kicks, you know, which is yeah awkward because which was good. Yeah, like I think. I think that was a shoot. Like, I don't think uh, she fell because she's a selling. I think this Arisa just kicked the shit out of her. Uh, Tam, then, uh, Tam scores a takedown after that. Uh, Arisa retaliates with a double leg of her own. Tam locks in a hanging uh, dragon sleeper. She has, she's sitting on the top of the turnbuckle and she basically has her like guillotine style, like picking, like holding her in midair, like suspending her. While choking her. And then... She then knocks Arisa to the outside. Keeps up keeps up the pressure with the diving crossbody. Continues to punish Arisa. Punish Arisa by picking, picking at her legs. 
eventually yeah, walking in okay. and um is this the thing you're talking about like the inverted figure four that she tried to yes. do mm-hmm. yeah that's the thing you yeah. were like confused about yeah basically that's what it, race, that's what it like, totally like that yeah it was like an inverted figure four which you said hurts the other person that <laughs> hurts the person doing the move actually the figure four. yeah like a race is totally like that so mm-hmm. okay and it was only the first thing she did to relay the whole show yeah, it was like one small leg log before it didn't matter. It lasted like 20 seconds and like the first thing and like Arisa like yelling and I'm like, but you just started. And the thing is, uh, Sam focused on one leg, then on the other one. So it was like confusing. Which one? Continu- uh, okay. <laughs> Continuity people, it matters. It does a lot. It really but- does. Because we're watching. We know it's like. I know sometimes it can be hard, you know, big matches, you get, you forget. That's why you tape the leg, people. Yeah, and when it's a kicker, you always go for the dominant leg, not for the other one. Simple. So she has her in that uh, inverted figure four, trying to neutralize Arissa's Brazilian kick. Arissa fights back, but is rewarded with a slap from Tam. Really loud. Yeah, Tam hits the ropes and then uh, Arisa kicks her right in the chest. Follows that up with a uh, springboard double knee drop. Tam regains control by transitioning from a cartwheel into a knee bar, which is actually really smooth. I like that a lot. Yeah, that was really good. (laughs) Arisa headbutts Tam on the top turnbuckle then kicks her off. Oh, God. Yeah, that was... That was loud, so loud. Oh god! Like, and then she gives yeah. her, a, and then she high kicks her off. Yeah, no chill. Yeah, and they don't they don't go to the floor; they go to the apron. So they uh, Tam falls on the apron. Arissa walks on it. Um, was it Arissa does the somato right? Arissa, yeah, Arissa runs at her and does the somato. Like she hits it, and then Tam just suddenly bridges out of it and does a German on the apron and I was very confused with yeah. like did the Risa hit it or not? I think it's just okay. one of those like uh fighting spirit moments where it's like oh you hit me yeah. I'll hit you. Oh uh, it was cool. Tam's German was beautiful. It was yeah. super dope. Well that that, really that whole sequence right there was was money. Yeah because yeah, I gotta give props to Arisa because she ran full speed at her, and this like is her knees are in Tam's at right in Tam's nose. Yeah, there was no thinking like, oh, this is the apron. It was just full speed. Yeah, it was it was boom boom, quick, hard hitting. This is the this is the part where they smile at each other too. Or the whole story of this match is neither of them understand how each other feel. Yeah. So. Uh, I think this is the moment where they kind of like under, finally understood each other through wrestling, what each other, uh, what each other's emotions are. Smile at each other, signifying their newfound understanding. Um, Arissa then nails her with a unique power slam. It's hard. It you just watched this. It, uh, how would you describe that power slam? It was kind of like janky, right? Was she hit it? it? Uh, it, it was a great power slam. Just thing is, like, it was overly complicated the setup because she would like lift her, lift her up, and you're like, okay, what is she gonna do? And then she 
brings it up and then power slam i was like you yeah. could have done that much quicker and easier do you think they should uh do you think they just had too momentum too much momentum going into it that it kind of looked scuffed oh uh, it was good i yeah. liked it that's just oh, it was really good it was like it's just the setup because, where like, it was convoluted yeah yeah it didn't need to be that way but yeah. it was dope she then uh continues on hitting a uh, tam with a twisting splash like how um SLK and now Natsupoi do. That kind of like twisting frog splash thing of a wobble. Yeah. I don't know what to call that. Yeah, I just call it twisting splash. Tam returns with a roundhouse. Then hits a diving knee strike. Very soft pillow. Diving knee strike was... Yeah. <laughs> diving knee strike was okay, but, but roundhouse... This, that, one didn't, that one didn't hit. No. <laughs> Not at all. Hits the diving knee strike. Um, Ursa then hits her with a huge hedge kick. Oh, God. It was, and then follows it was that with so a diving wild. kick. Was that was a springboard, right? Mm. Or was that to the outside? No, it was the outside one. She runs to the like on the apron and then does like the side yeah, yeah, kick. Yeah. Because the springboard one comes later. Yeah. That nets her a two count. Tam returns fire with a round, another roundhouse. Now better, actually hitting. Sorry, I'm fucking my notes. <laughs> I'm sorry to get cross-eyed over here. This match was just kicks, kicks, kicks. Yeah, it was just like they kicked the shit out of each other. Um, yeah, the head kick, I diving remember, kick. That that that, that your two count. Movie. Uh, she then follows it up with a twisting splash that still isn't enough to keep Tam down. I remember the part when uh, Orisa was like destroying Tam with the uh, with uh, elbow strikes. Mm-hmm. It looked it looked very really cool. Yeah, that's and coming then, up soon. That was really good. Yeah, they, she was laying them in there. Uh, Tam answers Tam answers that with a shining wizard. Always love to see it, much like the match that happened earlier in the show. Yep. And she then hits the regular Twilight Dream this time. Both only good for two counts. A frustrated Tam uh, runs straight into uh, consecutive V-triggers from Erisa Hoshiki. Just bam, bam, bam. There's knees to the face. Yeah, and they're hard too. It's not just no little like, eh. Yeah, a lot of momentum. Yeah, Erisa's laying it in there. Uh, Paul's finishes that sequence off with a Brazilian kick. That's still not enough to keep uh, for the. That's still not enough for Tam to quit. Couldn't get a pinfall. She tried like yeah. uh, to crawl, couldn't get it, and because of the time, couldn't getting it to win. Yeah, they both kind of reach out for each other, trying to grab, like reaching for each other's hands. Neither wanting to give up. They don't want. Neither of them wanted this to end in a draw. And this is where that part you were talking about comes in. With the yes. the elbows, it's just yes. like you know, it's like the old school King's Row where they gave each other's head and they just elbow the fuck at each other for like fifteen seconds. Yeah, and then Tam returned with kicks to the head. Yeah, Fear sixteen. Tam uses, uh, as I wrote it, Tam uses Arissa's head as a practice dummy. <laughs> yeah, she's just, yeah, she's just kicking the shit out of her. And no chill. And under and uh, an undeterred Arissa murders Tam. With more knees, more V-triggers. Finally puts Tamoy with a Brazilian kick in 21 minutes and 41 seconds. They cry. They embrace each other. They go. They do the head-to-head 
kind of like po you know i'm talking about like they that that embrace yeah. it's, it's not a hug like they yeah, go, they go head to head like okay you got do you do you understand now pretty much yeah yeah this this match this is a match i really want to talk about before tam eventually loses the white belt because the whole story was uh, eventually Tam wanted to beat Arisa for the white belt, but she never got the chance to because unfortunately Arisa had to retire due to poor health. And uh, unfortunately in the future, fast forward, she came back to stage acting in Actress Girls and she had to retire once again. Or she never said retire, but she's going away uh, for the same reason, poor health. So we wish all the best to Arisa Hoshiki. Thank you for your time in wrestling. You, your career got tragically cut way too short. You had to retire at the tender age of 24 years old. So thank you for the memory. Yes, very much more important than just uh, kicking each other in the head for our entertainment. Uh, my final thoughts for this show. Uh, most of my most of my notes for this show are very brief for a solid reason. Um. This is a very solid stardom show with an all-timer main event. It was weird seeing foreigners in stardom again after uh, the past couple years of not seeing any. It will happen again soon. Yeah, soon we'll get the thunder. I'd lose my mind. That's going to be great. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, Tom and Arissa was an instant classic. One of the best stardom matches they ever had. Everyone should watch this match. Yeah, especially for like kicks. It's especially. Uh, it's I know. Really it's short. Yeah. Fun. And it's not long like how they've been recently where everything's 35 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour. Yeah. So yeah. This is 20 minutes, just different. over 20 minutes. You got 20 minutes in the day. I know you do. You, you can stop watching Markiplier for one video and go check this out. It's definitely worth it. It is definitely. And uh, what Stardom, Stardom World only runs you about, what, like $8? Mm, $8 to $9, yeah. Yeah, depending on your currency. So it's not a super big investment. You can always cancel if you're not into it. But go to stardom-world.com. You can easily find this match. Uh, I know you don't feel the same way I do, but... I definitely think Tam will go down as one of the greatest storytellers this sport has ever seen. I mean, match had kicks. I was entertained that that's where I'll keep it. <laughs> uh, I cannot recommend this, ma- recommend this match enough. I, I will, as someone who isn't a fan of Tam, I really enjoyed it. So I'm pretty sure that you easily can enjoy this. It's, yeah. If that it's really if that's not the sign for you to go watch it, I don't know what it is. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like how to say it's really easy to digest. It's short, sweet, mm-hmm. fun. You don't really need to follow the story to enjoy it. It's full of cool spots. It's just um I don't know what to say anything negatively about it. It's just really damn good match and enjoyable. And like I said, I don't like them at all. And if I can enjoy that, so you so you can too. Nicely said. And that's also a good way to put it because it's the same way I said this earlier as I was watching the shows, as you said, 
easy to digest and that's what i wrote for the stardom shows like thank god that stardom shows are so easy to digest they go fast yeah they they just don't overstay their welcome they're like and they know what they need to be yeah like i'm gonna look at the times real quick like most of these matches are under 10 so or just over 10 so you're not sinking a lot of time. You can skip around too. The way they have, the way Stardom has most of their uh, archive set up, it's not the full show. You watch each match individually, so you can just click around. So, like, let's say you want to skip Leo and Hina, and skip over. Yeah, it's super simple. Very convenient. The way of like how their matches are set up. It's you just go for what you want and. Yeah, it's easy to go through everything. You'll easily find something you you'll, that'll catch your interest if, when you go to start on world. Oh, definitely. Especially when matches are so short, like you can. All of them are like, well, not this year, but like twenty minutes, twenty something. So it's like really easy to. Let's see when it comes to main events. So it's like really easy to watch them. It's it's not like it takes a, a lot of time. Like New Japan, 40, 50 minutes. So. Yeah, you're not watching Johnny Gargano here, so yeah, <laughs> it's it's enjoyable and short. So like, very, very easy to watch something. Very easy to find actually something that you like. Of course, and uh, that'll do it for episode three of the Strong Styles Podcast. Thank you for joining me once again, Storm. No problem. Uh, this episode was all over the place yeah we had so much wrestling to watch but we covered a lot there was joshi there was um, non-joshi we purposely saved the joshi for last because this is the main focus of this whole brand yeah that was the how can how to say cherry on top let's say all right it was definitely a lot of fun i know we're very behind on shows because a lot of these things were in <laughs> october but yeah, it's hard to be timely with how many shows happen all the time. And this script is written at least a month ago well, at this point. Well, as you cannot, when you process the show that happened, the next one happens. So, like, you cannot follow because, like, if you go with the latest ones, you have no time to process them and, and you know, write everything and prepare for the episode. It's just impossible. Yeah. And it's, we also have a, a new patron. All over on the Patreon at patreon.com slash strong stylish. Thank you, Sammy, for joining the five dollar right. tier. Thank you, thank you, Sammy. You're, you also, you're amazing. You are very, very amazing. Good person over there, buddy. Um we also have the watch along from the uh, last episode, which was Hikari Noah versus Rina Yamashita in a special hardcore match at TGPW Inspiration number one. That's over on the Patreon if you want to go watch that. I'll also be releasing another watch along that we did um, because we knew about our technical difficulties that were upon us. So we decided to record another just in case we yeah. watched uh, Chris Brooks versus Shunma. Do you remember the show? Like show. Mm, uh, Daydream Believer, I think. Yeah, Daydream Believer, EDC, uh, some sort of Lego coffin death match. Mm, yeah. This is the, uh, this is the, or, when you hear say fuck Shunma, this is where this this is where that all stems from. Very much. There's an entire blood feud in DDT based off a of Twitter ban. So if that doesn't get you to watch it, I don't know what will. 
and I'll get more real than that, really. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. This uh, took a lot. <laughs> we honestly thought this show was going to be a lot longer. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Definitely, especially with my seven DDD shows. Yeah. If you uh, <laughs> if you made it this far, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. So for me and Storm, I will catch you guys next time. See ya.